Hello, and welcome to 30 Days of Grum. Don't think that being tiny doesn't pack a punch. There are little guys who can have adventures galore. Find out for yourself in episode 26, Tom Thumb. One evening, a poor peasant was sitting by the hearth tending the fire, and his wife was spinning. Suddenly he said, What a sad thing that we have no children. It's so quiet in our cottage, and there is so much noise and fun in other people's houses. Yes, answered his wife with a sigh. Even if it were just one, and quite tiny, no bigger than a thumb, I'd be happy as can be, and we would love it with all of our hearts. Now it so happened that seven months later the wife gave birth to a child, which, though perfect in all of its limbs, was no taller than a thumb. And they said, Now our wish has come true. It shall be our darling child. And because of his size, they called the little boy Tom Thumb. He was given everything in the way of nourishment, but he grew no bigger and remained the same size as that of the first hour he was born. Nevertheless, his eyes were marked with an intelligent look, and soon he was to prove a clever and nimble little creature who succeeded in everything he undertook. One day, the peasant made ready to go to the forest to cut wood, and he said to himself, I wish there were someone here to bring the cart after me. Oh, father, cried Tom Thumb, I'll be sure to bring the cart. You can depend on it. It will be in the forest by the time you need it. The man laughed and said, How could you possibly do this? You're far too small even to hold the reins. That doesn't matter, father. If mother will harness the horse, I will sit in its ear and tell it where it ought to go. All right, answered the father. We'll try it for once. When the hour came, the mother got the horse ready and put Tom Thumb into the horse's ear. Then the little creature shouted directions to the animal. Gee, gee, whoa, and gee up. And everything went as well as a real master carter, and the cart went straight along the right road to the forest. And it happened that just as it turned the corner and Tom shouted his, Whoa! Two strangers came along. My goodness, said the one, what's that? There's a cart coming along, and a driver is shouting at the horse, yet he's not to be seen. There's something peculiar about this, said the other. We'll follow the cart and see where it halts. The cart went right on into the forest and directly to the place where the wood was being cut. When Tom saw his father, he called to him, You see, father, here I am with the cart. Now please help me down. The father held the horse with his left hand, and with the right he brought his little son out of its ear. Tom sat quite down happily on a blade of straw. When the two strangers noticed Tom, they didn't know what to do or say. They were so amazed. Then the one took the other aside and said, Listen. That little fellow could make our fortune if we were to show him in a big town. We will buy him. They went up to the peasant and said, Sell us the little man. He'll be well off with us. No, said the peasant. He is my heart's little treasure, and he is not for sale for all of the gold in the world. But Tom Thumb, when he had heard about the deal, climbed by the folds of his father's coat to his shoulder and whispered to him, Father, don't worry. Sell me. I will soon be back again. Then his father sold him to the two men for a large sum of money. Where will you sit, they said to him. Oh, just put me on the brim of your hat. There I can walk to and fro, look at the countryside and not fall off. They did as he wished, and when Tom had said goodbye to his father, they took him away. So they walked until it grew dark, and then Tom then said, Put me down at once, I must get down. Just stay up there, said the man on whose head he was sitting. Birds let their droppings fall on me now and then. 
I won't mind if you do too. No, said Tom, it is not the thing to do. Lift me down at once. The man took off his hat and put the little one in a field by the roadside. Tom skipped and crawled a little among the clods and then slipped suddenly into a mouse hole which he had discovered. Good evening, gentlemen, he called after them and laughed. You can go home without me. They came running up and poked sticks into the mouse hole, but their efforts were all in vain. Tom Thumb crept further and further back, and as soon as it grew quite dark, they were forced to go home, angry with him, with their purses empty. When Tom saw they were gone, he crawled out of the mouse hole again. It's dangerous walking along the field in the dark, he said. How easy it is to break one's neck or leg. Luckily, he stumbled on an empty snail shell. Thank goodness, he said, I can spend the night in safety here and he sat down inside. Before long, just as he was about to fall asleep, he heard two men walking by. One said, how shall we go about robbing the rich parson of his money and his silver? I could tell you that, Tom interrupted them. What was that, said one of the robbers, full of fright. I heard someone speak. They stood and listened, and Tom spoke again. Take me along and I will help you. Where on earth are you, they said. Just look around on the ground and see where the voice comes from, he answered. Finally, the thieves found him and lifted him up. You little thing, how are you going to help us? Look here, he answered. I can creep between the iron bars and into the parson's room and hand you out whatever you want. All right, they agreed. We shall see what you can do. When they came to the parsonage, Tom Thumb crawled into the small room, but at once he shouted with all his might. What do you want? Do you want everything that's here? The thieves got scared and said, Do speak softly so as not to wake anybody. But Tom went on as if he hadn't understood and shouted, What do you want? Everything that's here? The cook, who was sleeping in the next room, heard him, sat up in bed and listened. In their fright, the thieves had retreated a little, but at last they regained their courage and thought, The little fellow is trying to tease us. They came back and whispered to him, Now be serious and hand something out to us. Tom cried out again as loud as he could. I will give you everything, only put your hands inside. The cook, who was listening, heard this quite distinctly, sprang out of bed and stumbled toward the door. The thieves turned and fled as if wild huntsmen were at their heels. But the cook, unable to see anything, went to light a candle. When she came back with it, Tom Thumb had already slipped away to the barn, and the cook, having searched every nook and corner, found nothing. At last, she went back to bed, thinking she had been dreaming after all. Tom Thumb clambered about in the hay and found a pleasant little spot for sleeping. He would rest till morning and then return to his parents. But there were other things he still had to experience. Yes, the world is a sorry place full of woe and tribulation. The dairymaid got up at the crack of dawn to feed the cattle. Her first steps led her to the barn where she picked up an armful of hay, just the very hay where poor Tom Thumb was lying asleep. But he was so fast asleep he noticed nothing and did not wake up until he was in the mouth of the cow, which had snatched him up along with the hay. Heavens, he cried, how did I tumble into this mill? But he soon realized where he was. He had to be careful not to get between the teeth and so be crushed to death. At last there was nothing for it but to let himself slide with the hay down into the cow's stomach. They forgot to put windows in this little room, he said. No sun is shining in nor is there any light or candle. Although he didn't like his new quarters in the least, and worst of all, there was always new hay coming in at the door, and the place was getting narrower and narrower. Then in his anguish he cried as loud as he could, 
don't bring me any more hay. Don't bring me any more hay. The dairymaid had just happened to be milking the cow at the time, and when she heard a voice and saw nobody, she was so frightened that she slipped off her stool and spilt the milk. Then in great haste, she ran to her master, crying, Oh, dear parson, the cow has spoken. You're crazy, answered the parson. But he went to the cow shed to see for himself. Scarcely had he set foot inside Tom Thumb, and he shouted, Don't bring me any more hay. Don't bring me any more hay. And the parson himself got scared, thought that an evil spirit had possessed the cow, and ordered it to be killed. And so the poor cow was slaughtered but its stomach with Tom Thumb was thrown onto the dunghill. Tom Thumb had a lot of trouble in working his way out of it, but at last he managed. Just as he was about to stick out his head, a new misfortune befell him. A hungry wolf came running by and swallowed the whole stomach in a single gulp. Tom Thumb did not lose heart. Maybe he thought the wolf will listen to reason, and he called out to him from his belly, Dear wolf, I know of a magnificent feast for you. Where is it to be had, said the wolf. In a house, I know, but you'll have to crawl in through the drain, and you'll find cakes and bacon and sausages, as many of them as you can eat. And he gave the wolf an exact description of his father's house. The wolf did not have to be told twice. That night he squeezed himself through the drain and into the pantry of Tom Thumb's house and ate to his heart's content. When he had eaten his fill, he hurried to get away again, but he had become so big he couldn't get out through the drain. This was just as Tom Thumb had planned, and now he began to make a terrific noise in the wolf's belly, shouting and yelling for all he was worth. Will you be quiet, said the wolf, or you'll wake up the people in the house. Eh, what's that to me, answered the little fellow. You've eaten your fill. I want to have a little fun now myself. And once again, he began to scream as loud as he could. At last, the noise roused his father and mother. They ran to the pantry and peeped in through a crack in the door. When they saw that a wolf was inside, they ran off. The man fetched an axe and his wife a scythe. You stay behind, said the man to his wife as they entered the pantry. If the blow I give him doesn't kill him at once, you must cut him down and rip open his belly. When Tom Thumb heard this, he shouted, Dear father, I am here stuck in the wolf's belly. Full of joy, the father cried, Thank God we have found our dear child again. And he told his wife to lay aside the side so as not to hurt Tom. Then he swung back and dealt the wolf such a blow on his head that made him tumble down dead. They brought a knife and scissors, cut open the wolf's belly, and got the little boy out. Ah, oh, said the father, how we've been worrying about you. Yes, father, I have wondered a lot in the world. Thank heavens that I can draw in fresh air again. Why, where have you been? Oh, father, I was in a mouse hole, in a cow's stomach, and in a wolf's belly, now I will stay with you. And we will not sell you again for all the riches in the world, said the parents, hugging and kissing their beloved Tom. They gave him plenty to eat and drink and had new clothes made for him, for those he had on had been ruined during his travels.